Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. You know the credits, maybe. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that intro song with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen. And Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Bless him. And Vilmos works on my website. And Vilmos, you should check uh, the links on that because he is available to do your website, it turns out. He's hanging up a shingle. He's doing it. So go check him out. It is a great month. The sponsor this month <laughs> is my sister. My sister, Darlication, who pronounces her name in a way that many people want to pronounce my name, which is with Cashian or Kashian or she ethnics it up. I don't know why. Our dad always said Cation. But much like Stephen Colbert, she gets to do whatever she wants. So it's a great episode. Um feel free to know about the things in my life, which of course are, this will make an excellent Horcrux DVD and CD available April 1st, available right now for $5 download on allthingsrecords.com through the allthingscomedy.com podcast network of which I am part of and I love those guys. You should go over there and check them out. And on jackiecation.com, there's t-shirts and CDs and all kinds of stuff. I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going all over the place. Hong Kong. Uh, Austin, Texas, Chicago this summer, very glamorous, or this fall, or something like that. Anyway, go to JackieCation.com for full details of absolutely everything else. Let's get into it. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Michael Dorsher is my guest today on uh, today's podcast. You know the websites, Jackie, whatever. I think I'll just record it later. Dorkforest.com, dorkforest.com, the Dorkforest. Dorkforest. You got a new album that's out? Got a new album. That's right. All of a sudden, Michael Dorsher's interviewing me. Um, I came prepared. Yeah, this will make an excellent horcrux. You can get the CD or the DVD hard copy from JackieCation.com, or uh, you can uh, download things uh, over the Ethernet uh, cable of your choice or the Wi-Fi. I was repeatedly mis-browsing for your album. For a long time, I kept typing into the Google, um, this will make a lovely Horcrux. You, right, right. For some reason, you wanted the Horcrux to be lovely. Yeah, no, I thought You referred it, I thought to it, it as a lovely Horcrux. I, I commonly referred to it as a lovely Horcrux. <laughs> it's um, an excellent Horcrux. I, I realize that now. Uh, right. having, having been one of your purchasers. Right. You, you're, you, did you get it from all things comedy slash records? Absolutely. You got the streaming, but then I also gave you a hard copy of the DVD because it's all region. You guys I are jealous to, now. That's it, because I came to Hong Kong and I was like, why don't we open it up? How did you find out it was all region? Uh, I asked them to make, oh, I found out because I gave you a copy so that you could check it. And I checked. That's it. Because uh, I checked to make sure it played uh, before I left with, uh, you know, like 20 of them. And then, um, and then I wanted to make sure it would play in Hong Kong and, it plays in Hong Kong. Yeah, also, it plays in Hong Kong. Will it play fine. in Peoria? It will not. Oh, it will yeah. not play no. in Peoria. That guy does not book me. Anyway, you booked me. Uh, I've been doing stand-up comedy here in Hong Kong and seeing the Hong Kong world. Yeah, how is your trip been so far? It's day seven, day six? What it is, is day seven. It's a dork origin story where Michael Dorcher <laughs> interviews me about my dorkdoms. Well, uh, we'll get to you eventually. Yes, let's talk about me. <laughs> Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, Andy came and we went to the Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah. Where we did not know that there was a Mickey 
dim sum, so we did not get any. Uh, but we did go to Toy Story Land. Right. And we went to the Mystic Mansion, which is uh, uh, the Hong Kong version of the Haunted Mansion. And and also the TGI Mystic Fridays, Manor. as per Louis Lee's <laughs> Louis uh, recommendation. Lee, uh, Acme Comedy Company, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, was was disappointed that I'd gone to Disneyland. I was like, did you go to the TGI Fridays? Have you been on to the Applebee's or whatever the hell? Note, and, note to Louis Lee, uh, the TGI Fridays is closed. Uh, right. Openrice.com.hk, it is closed. All right. Someone at uh, Ruby Tuesdays was our best alternative. <laughs> right. Ryan's got the club card. There is there is a uh, subway. There was a subway sandwich shop. And there was a subway sandwich shop uh, over by the Maritime Museum. Oh yeah, which was one of the other things we did. Day two, I think. Day one, we slept. Day two, we went to uh, some Daily Bob. We went to uh, Disneyland. The next day. Um, this is not the first time Hong Kong's been mentioned on your podcast either. No? No, you had, uh, you had our good buddy, uh, mutual friend, Tom Rhodes, friend of the show. That's right, Tom Rhodes. And, uh, he, he was poo-pooing, uh, the Hong Kong a little bit in, uh, Only the 10,000 10, Buddhas. Buddhas. Now, now the ten, he put the kibosh, he said, don't bother. He said, don't, you could, why don't you go see the one giant Buddha where they take 10,000 of them and smash them together to make right. one giant Buddha. Yeah. And, uh, we went to the 10,000 Buddhas because you said you stood by it. I stood by my recommendation. And I liked it. Yeah. I liked it even though I only got to see about 50 of them because it was straight uphill and this doesn't move well. <laughs> it's straight uphill. There is no but Andy 10, went to the Buddhist top. tram. There's no Buddhist tram. There was a crematorium tram. I went on that because we, because, uh, in your email, there's a crematorium right next to it. Yeah, and you said, it looks interesting, but don't, don't bother. There. Don't go there. And it was, there was a lot of don't go there, which made me think that it might be dangerous. Yeah. And then you alerted me to the fact that there's nothing dangerous in Hong Kong. Yeah. I wrote, there may be dragons on the map. Ah, there may be dragons. Uh, there were dragons. And then there was a, there was also an incline. There was a bit of it thing yep. that went up and down. Big hills. There was a big hill that I got to ride that with uh, nine Chinese people and me. They all smelled vaguely of incense because it is a place where you burn some incense for your, you, your, uh, you your did, dead. You did take the tram at the incense I, place. I did. Wow. Yeah, he took the stairs. Yeah. Again, that's, that's, that's if there was the a ride, I'll do it. <laughs> Oh, he was not inclined to take the funicular, and I can't express to you how many times he's told me that. <laughs> but that's a... again, again, yeah. and again. Rim, this is rim, never going to be bread. Edit. My, my my favorite current uh, pun that he has been saying lately. Every time we pass a wind farm, oh, right. he will say that hill is never going to get off the ground. <laughs> every time, every time, good times. Uh, feel free to see my published work. This will never be bread. It's never going to be bread. Uh, the previous longest title of an album ever. Uh, <laughs> so, because he loves a pun. Or as I search for it, uh, this will be a lovely bread. <laughs> Exactly, lovely bread. So yeah, and then we went to Chung Chow to right. see where um where where we were told uh, the Chinese vacation. Yes. That is more of a, they're like, it's more authentic, it's lovely, it's nice, we had a lovely time. They go to America and Paris and other places as well, but Chung Chow also. The first place I did stand up here that you got me was the open mic at, yep. a, at a Hong Kong brew pub. Yes. Called the Hong Kong Brew Pub? The Hong Kong Brew House. Brew House, there we go. And, uh, right around there, there was like a San Francisco restaurant, a Hawaiian restaurant. Oh no, that was, that was Monday. You're talking about Wan Chai. Oh, Wan Chai. That was, that was, uh, That's America Town. Yeah, remember when we we said, Jackie, welcome to Hong Kong, let's go have Mexican food. That's right! Because you must not get that in Southern California. (laughs) Right, there's no Mexican food available just 90 miles from Mexico in Los Angeles, California. So we did go out for, that's exactly what we did that first night. We went out for Mexican food in Little America. And, uh, and there was a lot of opportunity to, uh, not see very many Chinese things and a lot of American things. There were a lot of, um, strip clubs in that area. There was, there was a chance to see the noodley. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of of neon lights. A lot of neon lights. What you wanted in Hong Kong. Free nipple as we walked by. Things, things were happening. San Francisco, California, (laughs) Makati City, Hawaii. Right. We went to all of them. (laughs) And then the next night, didn't we go to the temple, um, Pad pad through through the Temple plastic crap. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. It was we a, went a golden we went. opportunity to buy some crap. Absolutely, and they have tons of it. Right, and I'm I have enough crap. I'm good. Uh, so uh, I, I I looked at it, and there was a lot of hard sell. There that was, was the of, the haggling lesson. That was the haggling lesson. Yeah. Uh, Michael Dorsher 
Please tell how you deal with hagglers because it was genius. Oh, so we were, what were you looking at? Jade something? I think I was looking at Jade Glass. Yeah, Jade, Jade something or other. Yeah. Uh, Jade, Jade Mock Jade. Right, Mock Jade. It's like and, Mock Duck, but yeah. Uh, and so the guy was, the guy was coming over. He could sense that you had touched it at this point. <laughs> you, you were, you were keen. Your, your hand right. was gravitating towards the wallet region. Sure, sure. Uh, money was almost there. And he said, he said, discount, discount. Oh yeah, I give you a good price, 20% off. Right. Uh, to which I saddled up. And immediately told him, not a chance. I won't pay anything less than full price. <laughs> Which is the greatest response. Which I had somebody chase down the street, down me, down what? <laughs> I was in Africa, in Djibouti, at a market, and uh, I was looking at shoes. Right. And the guy chased after me with the shoes because I had only politely declined that I did not wish the shoes. I right. thought that that I was, that was clear. Enough. In my polite declining of the shoes, and you have alerted to me that politeness is not what, what to go for. That is a very American feeling, I think. Uh, most to say people, no thank you. Yeah, to say no thank you, or I'm oh, just I'm just watching, looking, looking, or yes, or often complimenting the goods, even if you don't want to buy them, which other people don't. Other people are like, oh, they really like this. Like they said, oh, this is very nice. Aha, here comes the sale, right? Right, and when it is not true. No. The funny thing is, the Armenians came to the show last night. Yeah, they're our first show the first long show china's society the china hay the china society of armenians or the hong kong Armenian sure society. and all 20 of them came yeah and uh it was an exciting time to be an armenian yeah and uh they, they came out and saw the show and the one of the women who uh was chatty magoo during the show she mm. was sort of like yes it was uh she validation was, there was a lot of validation she was kind of yallering out that happens in real life <laughs> She was saying crap like that. She was so nice after the show, by the way. Super nice. And they all were. They all were. Everyone was incredibly. And but she was talking about. I was telling her about the haggling. Yeah. Uh, and she said, "Oh, they see me coming." And they go, "Not you." Not you, because she is a haggler, and she will sit there for 45 minutes with her Syrian ancestry and uh, want to have some coffee and chitter-chat about uh, – yeah. and she's like – and they're like, they know it's 70 cents. They know that I want 70 cents off and that I'm willing to spend 40 minutes, and they will have lost three other sales. Right. And so they're like, no, I no, you cannot shop here. Yeah, no, I I am a target. That's, I'm, I'm a walking target. Right, and I am the worst at accents. I don't know what accent that was, by the way. So talk amongst yourselves. Oh, there's a lot of noise going on. I took some pictures of outside of this. Uh, this is unmarked, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a very little to let you know that this place exists. You live in this neighborhood, though. You live just a block away, half yeah, a block away. Yeah, well, not far at all. Not far at this all. Is, this is, for those of you following at home on the map, this is uh, Stinky Seafood Street of Hong Kong. <laughs> Dried seafood. I don't, I don't believe. Historic, dried, historic seafood. dried seafood, or uh, as we call it, stinky seafood street. Yeah, you showed me bags and bags of shark fins, and yeah. all I could think was, how many shark fins are on a shark? This is an interesting riddle. Because some sharks have less. I, I maybe you don't. Know. Ryan says three. Our Ryan's- audience is saying there's three. One up, one up. Well, what about the tail fins? Are, uh, is the tail count as a Does fin? Does it count? Is it like, oh no, but these are thumbs. Uh, I'm holding up eight. <laughs> they don't count as an aphrodisiac or a, a yeah, beautiful broth thickener. Not, yeah, it might not be. I don't it's, know. Wait, we've got, we've got some, uh, is anybody here in the audience from Hong Kong originally or Hong Kong, China? Uh, okay, we got one. We got one. How All many? Right. What idea? is the most delicious part of the shark? The fin, okay. It's the fin. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ask Stephen and then not let him answer? No. And uh, so, yeah, uh, we pretty much know everybody in the room. Yeah. Uh, we've been sitting here all day with everyone. Yeah. So it's been nice. And, uh, yeah, come on in. That Welcome guy back. owns the joint. That's yeah. a good guy right there. <laughs> It's a, he's going to be mixing us out. He's going to do the outro track on today's podcast. Boom. Oh, all right, because he's a he's a DJ. Yeah. What's your What's your DJ um, website? No website. They got to follow you in real life. All right. But I love this space. This reminds me. There's a space in Los Angeles called the Fake Gallery that has stand-up comedy by Paul Kozlowski, and he is an artist, and he lives in the place where he has his gallery, and and then he has shows there, and it's uh, it's very beautiful. And oh, that's, that's uh, what this reminds me of. Yeah, I, I when I first came down because it's called the premium the premium oh, sofa good. club. 
Like, Artist uh, space, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I came down, it's got a lot of different, interesting, unique sofas around here. Right, because it is a premium sofa club. Yeah, and there's no, there's no windows, there's no doors, there's only our way out. For oh, all right. The Disney fans listening through. Right? <laughs> Original haunted house, right? Let's Originally, go there. Let's, let's go, go there. there. Excellent. Um, and so I, I felt that this was as close as we could get you to a very traditional historic Hong Kong opium den. I think is where we are. Where Except we are. for it's got chandeliers instead I mean, if of everybody, hookahs. If everybody, instead of like, yeah, look at Stephen right now, interacting, acting this out. If Ryan was sprawled out across this couch and uh, Megan and Kay were, were tending to his needs, perhaps. Um, uh, yeah, and everybody was sprawled out. And Kay out. was trying to, I don't know, smuggle opium into this room. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, from that has from to, the old that country. Has, from the old country, yeah. well, if we're going to go in a historical. Skiff. In a skiff, not a junk. No. A skiff. Went to the Maritime Museum as well. Yeah, Got the history learn? of the Ming Dynasty and the trade routes and the oldest map that was hand-drawn in the 1650s. And was it was it, really cool. What, I mean, I, I like old maps, but how accurate yeah, yeah. are they? Well, I, I think it's uh, we'll never know without a time travel machine, but because uh, you can't go back. And, I mean, I'm sure the coastline has changed since 1650. Okay, I'll give you that. All right, Certainly I mean, it looked has. pretty. It looked comparable. Was and the then, airport on there? <laughs> no, no, it was not. Okay. It did not have. It, I did see a poster. There used to be an airport in the city of Hong Kong. Yes, yes. So the old airport. That seems like a terrible life choice. The old airport is now turned into a, a ferry terminal for um, giant cruise ships, and it's right in the middle of Kowloon, Kowloon Bay area. Um, but the planes literally used to land in between the buildings. They oh would come, man! They would come down, and only the most experienced pilots could actually land here in Hong Kong. Well, I think that that that's a wise choice. Yeah, yeah. you don't want some rookie, just not Sully Sullenberger. And just, now, you now know. it's out. Of, and now. <laughs> Now it's out on the out on land. Not that he's not, he's a rookie, yeah, clearly. Right? Yeah, he was he had he had three lines on his shoulder. Right, right, yeah. and it's all about the lines. Oh yeah, rookies no lines. No lines, sans lines. Problem. Yeah, I speak French. Right, no. but he now it's out at the airport, which if you miss the runway, it's like skipping rocks off the water. You just come back up and oh really? It's fine. I guess. Oh, okay, so any I, I think that's fly. why they do it. All right. All right. So um, when I asked you what your dorkdom right. was, Michael Dorsher, you said, I like to sleep on other people's couches in different countries. And here we are in the premium sofa club. And here we are in the premium. So we, have <laughs> you slept on any of these kinds of couches? Not today yet. Um, Not today, but in life. Do, do you recognize these couches? There are some. I mean, I've definitely slept on a couch like this one over here. I the, mean, I the, think the one that Kay and Megan are sitting on? The one that Kay and Megan are sitting on that has, I think it's got a pop-out leg on the one side, it looks like. you got. A oh, little, yeah. The, oh, Right. See, I'm obviously. You pull that black lever. Yep. And you and get then, a little foot whoo. release. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some. I mean, the one that you guys are on feel. It's more fabricy. It's more like a futon sofa that you know oh. anybody's probably slept on. Right. Right. Whether they wanted to or not. Right. Do you go? Do you like a sofa or do you like when it folds out into a bed? Um. I. You know, I'm not a very tall person. So. Okay. So if it's a long couch, I'm usually good with that. Michael Dorsher, you do have a website. And before we forget, let's tell people about it. It's yeah. comedy.hk. Comedy.hk. Uh, uh, oddly bring, enough. We bring some of the best acts out here to perform in Hong Kong. Uh, Thank we, you. We Thank like, you very much. <laughs> oh, oh, you're welcome. Uh, we've got uh, this week, Ryan Jackie Stout. Cation's performing Jackie with Cation. Us. And Ryan Stout came out earlier. And Ryan Stout, uh, Tom yeah. Rhodes, of course. Tom Rhodes, Ari Emo Shafir. Phillips. Emo Phillips. Ari Shafir's coming out in a couple right. months. That's it. Yeah. And um, so comedy.hk, check that out. All those right. prospective acts who want to come out, feel free, inundate me with your emails. I right. Know, and read you- them in turn. Right, you will read them in turn and see what can be done. Yeah, and uh, we and stay you, busy with those. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Everybody will want to come. Yeah, because it is nice. It's really, I, I have fallen in love with this city. It is a, it is a beautiful, it is a beautiful city. Very unique and yet weirdly familiar. Yeah, because it feels like New York, but it's clearly not New York. It's like New York with nice weather and and very friendly people though to caveat to new york my last trip to new york i noticed that recently people are much friendlier now than they were say 10 15 years ago oh in new york, york? yeah I yeah mean, people, people very supportive like in new if york. people were bumping into you they'd be like oh excuse me or oh right? i'm sorry like i've never experienced that in new york before interesting interesting here's my theory on new york is yeah. that everyone's nice to you until you are not nice to them mm. and then they shut you down well, That's also, my theory on New York. They also, I think, are uh, very defensive of their city. Oh, sure. So if you if you dump on New York, uh, they will also all dislike you. You know, there's a lot of Hong Kong pride here. 
There is. People are on board. And, and mostly, uh, the, the, like everyone I've met is just like, yeah, you know, I only meant to come here for like a minute. Yeah. And I've lived here 14 years. And so you're like, what happened? It was like, I don't know. I got four jobs and, uh, I decided that I would, uh, have a lot of jobs we're, and live inside of a crate. Yeah. We are all in debt building. To, to continue living in our apartments. Right. <laughs> so we can't leave until we finish paying that. That's the trick. We are all indentured <laughs> servitudes in the city. Excellent. Uh, will you be here 50 years from now when it goes, uh, when China gets to get all bossy again? I think it's up to them. Oh, honestly. it's up to the Chinese. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I have probably only somewhat of a say in that. Um, <laughs> like, I like I, that you think you have any of a say in that. Well, I could easily, like, if I bet them, hey, you know, I bet I won't be here in 50 years, I'm sure I could win that bet. Okay. Right? By just leaving. Right. So that's the only <laughs> say that I have. Right, right. Who would bet you that money? I, uh, any takers? Any takers to no, whether or not no. you will choose to leave? No takers in the room. It's, uh, here's what, now here's what I want to do. Yeah. You, uh, I asked if you would put a list of the countries that you had been to. Yeah. And, uh, did you, if, when, stop me when you have an anecdote. Well, this Canada. Can, I can be long, no. No anecdotes. There you go. See, already. Whack-a-mole. Done and done. No Canada Mexico. Mexico? Uh, you got a, a Mexican anecdote? Uh, was there hot chocolate? Were no, there drug I just, cartels? I was just, I li- I've been to several parts of Mexico, but not, not extensively. I kind of touch stepped- and go. Like I went to Mexico the first time on the way to Cuba. Okay. Um, I don't know that that counts then. Well, it, we spent we over 24 hours and we got charged a landing fee. So I thought, I thought, oh, that so that once you get charged a landing yeah, if fee, you're in that country, does- if you're in country for over 24 hours, then you get hit with the, like, Landing fee, so it's like forty-five U.S. dollars. Okay. So well, we were not... we were leaving on a separate flight that didn't include it in the ticket because uh, why would Cuba include that in their ticket? Right. So, and uh, they're like, "Oh, you need to pay another forty-five dollars to leave the country." Do you have uh, a good Cuba story? How was Cuba? Cuba was fantastic. It's uh, small. It's small, but um, the people are super friendly. And when we went, we were on this trip with Georgia Tech, so we had a professor who had a visa, so we were all legal. Oh. We went to Cuba. We were there at the same time Jimmy Carter was there. I think it was 2002. Was he legally there? He was legally there as well. So I've okay. got some some newspapers with him and Fidel Castro throwing out the first pitch at baseball games. Okay. In Havana. Right. Um, Cuba, everybody was super friendly and they don't see many Americans. So they're really excited to see. There's not animosity within the people there. Right. They're like, you're the ones that fish us out of the water. Right. Right. Thank God. How's Thank Ilion? God you've come. How's Ilion? He oh. must be in college now. He's got to be in college. That that kid, yeah, maybe he's playing baseball. He's somewhere. on scholarship. He's I think he's on scholarship. Yeah, there's not a lot of people <laughs> who've been fished out. Oh right, right. Many of them. It's very sad. Like with Cuba, we were going around and we would chat. I speak some Spanish, and so we would chat with like our taxi drivers or the rickshaw drivers or anybody, and we just ask them about their stuff. And everybody in Cuba that we met, what was interesting was most of the people doing these touristy jobs, like rickshaw, would do that part time. Okay. Because that's where they make the money. Okay. And then during the day or like the real job, they'd be like a lawyer or a doctor or something like that with 20 or 30 years experience. Oh, really? But they can only make like $30 a month doing that. Okay. So then maybe one day they spend doing rickshaws and that's like a hundred bucks. Oh, wow. Right. So it's, it's huge disparity between like the tor- jobs that are for tourists where you can get paid and get tips versus yeah. the jobs that are for locals where you're paid by the government. Right. And then, but it's, but it's your career and it's something you love and you want to give back to society and you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Well, they're or a, super educated, you know, they yeah, you go get, through all the university. And so it's not that they're, they're not going to quit that job, but right. they're going to supplement their income. Right. Right. Um, by doing that, we had a guy driving around on bicycles with us who was a doctor. He spent 15 years working with burn victims, but now he has three kids. So like three nights a week, he rides rickshaws around taking tourists around. Oh, Cause he's got to feed those children. Yeah. He's got mouths. Oh, right. All right. He's got babies. How about Costa Rica? Costa Rica. Also same time I went, um, very, very fun people, super friendly. And we were there during the world cup. So we got to watch everybody cheering for the Costa Rican team. Did you get to go to the world cup and see the kicking of the football? No, we got okay. to watch it on TV. It was in Seoul at the time. Okay. Uh, so oh, okay. We, we were doing some studies in the jungle. And so we would get up at like four in the morning and put on the snake boots cause they have giant killer snakes. Um, and what we were would, you studying? It was like a biology credit for university. And we were in the jungle. Georgia Tech sent you to Costa Rica to, yeah, for biology? Yeah, they sent like 20 of us. 
And so we went down there for like two courses for about six weeks, and then I came back and was like, "Hey, that's an epic win." Yeah, no, I I played university well. Yeah, you yeah. really you really gamed that system. Yeah, I said very oh. well. Sir. Well, and it was like so at Georgia Tech, everybody's got to do a computer science class, which like is also the weed out class for computer science majors. So it's super hard. Okay. They also have to do like two science classes consecutively. So like physics one, physics two, or bio one, bio two, or oh, something. Oh, you gotta do, you gotta get sort of a higher level. Right. To they, see how bad or how good the, you are. That's the general ed though. So okay. everybody's gotta do that. So for me, I was Oof. like, okay, well, if I, I take bio one, and then what if I go to Costa Rica? Can you write a letter that says, hey, this covers all this stuff as bio two? Wow. And the guy was like, yeah, totally. I teach both classes. That works. Man. So I did bio one and Costa Rica. <laughs> Good Lord. Did you see giant snakes? We saw giants. So we were going out uh, at night. We were studying. Um, I don't know what bullshit study we were doing. But we were looking, we were looking <laughs> you were at studying tree, snakes. At this time, we were, no, we were doing tree cutter ants. So these ants that go in massive packs and they climb up these giant trees and they take off the little bit of leaves. And then you've got this line of ants bringing the little leaves back to their ant hill. Okay. Right? And so we would look at them like we'd have a team that would go in the daytime when it was like – uh, 110 degrees out and there's no ants. They're all like, no, it's fucking hot. Right. <laughs> right. We're not working now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'd have somebody go in the morning and in the evening. And then we were like, all right, rest of the team who doesn't really enjoy our, our humor and entertainment during this episode, we're going to take the night shift. Okay. So we would go out at like two and four in the morning in the jungle. Wow. And so everybody else is asleep, but it's the perfect time because the weather's the coolest. Right. It's nice out. And this is like dark Costa Rican jungle where you're walking and you could put your hand like two inches in front of your face and not see it because there's literally no ambient light. Weird. If you go, we would go out onto this bridge between like where the, the big jungle was and between where the campsite was where like all the huts were. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the river prevented animals from coming. I don't really know. Okay. But we would go on that bridge, and so the trees Animals are clear. hate rivers. Yeah, they don't go across bridges. Right, right. You've got trolls, which hide under them. Right, and that goes is across. Just, so did you get to see the ants? Yeah, so we went out at night, and the ants are, like, going crazy. So there, it's like a, it's like watching the 405 in LA during, during a time when traffic moves, but right. with ants. It was just like any second, there were probably 20 ants going in every direction across this path. Okay, so ants on on task, on task. Oh yeah, they were the nighttime was the right time for the ants. Wow, they loved it. So we would go out and we'd put on our snake boots because they're giant snakes, and we'd have our flashlights because you can see anything. Right. And you're going through shining a flashlight, and with somebody go stop. All right, there's <laughs> there's like a nine foot viper sitting on the corner of the walkway. Wow. And we uh, okay, let's. Slowly move past, or then we see like the tarantulas on trees and stuff like that. Very nope. interesting. I do not approve yeah. of, uh, nope. So we would, we, how do you, how do you get, <laughs> how do you get past a nine foot viper? You're just like, no, no, we're just playing through. We're we, just playing well, through. We, we, we stopped and we kind of looked at it and it's just kind of like relaxing. We're so like, it's not doing anything either. Yeah, it's not doing anything either. But Did your biologist tell you when vipers vi- vipe? When they, when, bite, they bite. when they bite, when they bite, when vipers attack, when vipers vipe, uh, when vipers attack, when what, what were it they wasn't looking that for? Kind of class. No. It wasn't. No, they were. <laughs> no, it was, we, all, it was entirely ant based. I think for us, it was more of like a oh, there's a giant snake that looks dangerous and has a pointy head. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's not move. Yeah, I would and have turned move, around. At let's that move point. slowly past because uh, we got some ants to look at, and then there's a soccer game going on tonight. Right. So right. we would then we check the ants at like two, and then we would go to the little shed where, okay. where like the maintenance guys would stay up with their tiny TV, and we'd go and watch with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And that would so be, that's and good we, times. Then we finish that up, and we'd go see the ants again, and then we'd go back and sleep till lunchtime. Okay. Yeah. So you have also was uh was El Salvador on that same trip as well? Different trip. Uh El Salvador was a bit of a wash. Not okay. really any good anecdotes. All right. There. We did not get to go to Macau this time. Mm. You said you've been to Macau. Macau It's yeah. moments from here. It's uh, it's an hour. It's, it's an hour. Okay. I understand that it's the you sent me a you sent me a video yeah. and it was the history of Hong Kong. Uh one city, three countries right. or something like that. Unless um, you can't unless you count uh Taiwan, which they sometimes do. 
Okay, but this guy in his YouTube video did not. Yeah. Because it was about, it was about China. China, Hong was, Kong, and Macau. Yeah, it was, it was three Chinas. Right. Is what it was called or something. Yeah, so Macau basically similar to Hong Kong in that it was a colony for a long, long time. Yeah, so, Nobody. so Macau was a Portuguese colony, uh, mm-hmm. for a longer period of time than Hong Kong was a British colony. Okay. Um, and it's a lot smaller than Hong Kong. The population's 500 million. Or no, 500,000. <laughs> 500,000. That's a lot. That's India. Yeah, no, no, no. They're super, stacked on top of each other. Super small Chinese city, 500 million. <laughs> Very tall buildings. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like the casino gambling mecca of China. Okay. Um, it's People call it the Las Vegas of China, but it doesn't have like all the fun shows and things that you would do in Vegas that were not gambling. Oh, is it just very much dead-eyed, addicted to gambling people? Yeah. In a yeah. month, they, yeah, make they make as much as Vegas makes in a year. Yeah. It's hardcore oh. gambling. That is, and it's just essentially dead-eyed people staring at machinery. Floors. Yeah, it's giant gaming floors, and then they have the VIP rooms where you'll have 12 people sitting around, and if they want to change the game, somebody else will pick the table up and move it, and the people stay there, and then the new table comes. Weird. Really high rollers. Yeah, wait, they want to change the game, like, from poker to... Yeah, sure. Something we're playing, we're playing poker or we're playing baccarat, typical <laughs> I mean, Chinese game. And then they're like, Oh, we want to do craps. And so like they'll stay sitting and oh, people, they'll stay in the place and they'll be like, the, somebody, oh. a bunch of people lift up the table, move the whole thing and bring in a new table. Oh, it's, it's like when rich people see stand up comedy. We're yeah. brought to them on the backs of elephants. Yeah. Yeah. They don't come to comedy clubs. We are brought to them. The they, rich people. Yeah. There's never any rich people or comedy clubs. There's only, um, only sort of middle income people. Well, it's like that Gary Larson thing with the deer with the target on him right what's that the, the, the deer where he's got the birthmark that looks like a target and they're sitting in the woods and he's like ah oh, that's a bad birthmark there that is that is not a positive like, rich people in a comedy club usually don't it doesn't right no they, they they they're they're they poo poo the comedy yeah. they would have a good time but they don't want to sit with the great unwashed the proletariat so uh we are brought to them yeah. and and then we perform and but but after the delousing after <laughs> yes we all have to go through some sort of shower system but i mean but it's but it's like that they just change the you don't have to move right we will pee for you we will bring you foods and beverages you can sit here and show continue to, to win or you, lose right? what it's like show me where to talk at you yes yeah yes oh there's a party going on here okay i'll, I'll tell my jokes exactly yeah. philippines philippines uh there's always stories from the philippines i think maybe we have to skip those for time constraints right because uh, you became a man and then a woman and then a man again they're very good at or is rever- that Thailand? they're very re- good at reversing the situation Ex- well you know they're thorough i my, love my the first trip, my first trip to philippines was like five days and it was one of these overnight buses almost every night we did like five cities um also with, with college uh, yeah, when I was studying out here in Hong Kong during, oh, I, I milked the whole college thing. You have an educational, yeah, I made, a, your dorkdom is how to turn I, an education into travel. Let's switch it. Yeah, yeah, cause I did that. So I was out here on exchange in Hong Kong. My first time out here was during SARS 2003. Oh, SARS. Yeah. So I remembered well. Severe acute respiratory syndrome. Right. Yeah. So super big in the city. Uh, you know, they had a SARS fest afterwards to let people know it's still okay. And they had Prince and the Rolling Stones were all doing these right, concerts. Right. Okay. The riffing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, <laughs> the, okay. So that's, that was the first time you went to the Philippines. So yeah. Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Same trip. So because of SARS, we went out, we were looking for Easter break trips for school. Okay. And then we got a message that said, Hey, school's closed for a week for SARS. And so we walked back in and said, how, how much is that trip if we leave tomorrow? And they were like, same price. And we're like, we'll buy it. And so we left the next morning and went to Thailand for a week, went to Phuket, did scuba certification and it's beautiful and islands and lovely. And we found out while we were there, Oh, they've closed school for a second week. So we're like, okay, no more return plane ticket. So then we, we went back to Bangkok. And got visas to Cambodia and took a 13-hour bus from Bangkok to uh, Angkor Wat. Which, if you read the guidebooks, it says do not take the $5 13-hour bus. Right. Because uh, they will drop you off at, like, the hotel that's run by the place. And it's yeah. not safe. And, you know, oh. that it's owned by the same people. So they're going to rip you off. And we're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Well, we'll figure this out when we get there. And we get yeah. to the hotel. And it's going to be $6 a night for a room. Insane. Ridic- well, we had six people in the room. Oh, Jesus. So, All right. So we're like, that we can do that. Oh yeah. That'll be fine. That is fine. Yeah, so so then we spent a week in Cambodia. 
Right. And school was starting again after that. Right. But they made all these concessions because of SARS and people were pulling their students and their sons and daughters back to the States and yeah. Europe and everything. So we could also just email and say, hey, uh, we're getting pulled back and we have to take our exams back at our home school um, and then go traveling for another few months. So you went to Vietnam. Absolutely. And then yeah. did you go to Malaysia and Singapore and Not, Indonesia? That was much That was a different. That was you just later. kept going. I kept going. I kept going. Yeah. So, so, so that was that, that was again, that school trip of studying in Hong Kong. Yeah. Something comes up and, and Hong Kong just has these opportunities where you're like, Oh, I can go there. It's like 200 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Let's buy the plane ticket. Let's just go. Okay. That's a, uh, yeah, there's some nodding. There's some nodding. All right. Yeah. A lot of it's people. A, have you got, you guys all did that, right? You were all there. Where did you go for SARS, Kay? Yeah. You stayed for SARS? You could get a seat at restaurants. <laughs> yeah, no, neither did I. I didn't wear a face mask at all. And and they didn't know that it was airborne. I think you'd figure that out pretty quickly, right? You put the thing and you raise the raise the little lid between the boxes, and if the rat dies, then it's airborne. Okay. Isn't that how they figure those things out? It's, I read have something we, about the Black Plague. Have we seen the Andromeda strain? No, nobody? Nobody's. That's how it works. I lived the Andromeda strain in the middle of Iowa three weeks ago. What, what was it that? Looked like, it would look like a cross between the Andromeda strain set and Westworld um, in the fact that there was no one. There was probably a thousand people in this town, and we were doing shows all weekend. They had the pizza place in the and main street. They had the pizza place yeah. on the main street, and then there was a there was a reconstructed opera house, and the rest of it, there was a Rexall Drugs, and there was no one in this town and uh that's where it was the weirdest town tumbleweeds there were tumbleweeds and there were people hanging their clothes out there i took a picture of somebody's drawers just flying in the wind okay because i was bored check out uh at jackie cation well if you go to to fast (laughs) facebook or and uh what is your twitter michael dorsher uh at dorsher d-o-r-s-h-e-r there we go now now we've got the websites out of the way let's pick a couple more towns let's go through a couple more countries let's uh Uh, let's rapid fire until we get a really good story okay i got i got singapore no indonesia never never anything in singapore brunei sultan Uh, of uh did you get to meet the sultan of brunei i didn't i i was in but it isn't a good story no all right. Continue then. Myanmar. <laughs> Burma's always good. Yeah, Myanmar, Burma. That was my first uh, couch surfing experience, staying with people. Okay, just people you knew, people you didn't know? No, people I didn't know. So that was the first time. I had had people that stayed with me in Hong Kong. Uh, but when I went to Burma the first time, I used couch surfing while I was going around. Is there a, is there, do you, how do you, is it a Hong Kong thing? No. Is there a, a Craigslist? It's What's like happening? a global website called couch surfing. So, oh, it's so a you, thing. Yeah, you set up a profile like a Facebook page. And you can, and then you have this network of people and you basically like message them like you would on Facebook or anywhere else and say, Oh, hi, I'm coming to the city. Uh, I would, I would potentially like to stay with you if you're free to host me. Right. And they can look at your Facebook page and go, that, that person doesn't look like a killer. Yeah. They can take a look. It's, it's very much like online dating, but for staying. It places. looks like online dating. Yeah. It sounds like it. And, yeah. uh, and it also sounds a little bit like Lyft. What's have you Lyft? heard about Lyft? No. L-Y-F-T. It's Ryan, a- what's Lyft? Oh, it's new, and what it is is people have uh, their own cars, oh, and yes. uh, they drive it's you like around. Ride share, yeah. And so, or he couch seems, surfing is very much the same way. It's like so, that, and it and it's um the nice thing about couch and is surfing, it free? It's free. It's free to use, and there's no there's no payment involved. Payment okay. is actually against its rules. Okay. Um, and the is cool- it just reciprocity or? No, it's just, it's just for the, for okay. the sharing of the experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about, you know, learning about people from other countries and other worlds. And that is beautiful. Yeah. And it's super cool. Like whenever I've gone out and done couch surfing, usually when you connect with somebody online, they'll say, okay, yeah, sure. And we'll meet up and you set the place and you go, okay, I'll find you here. And then you get there and you're waiting around, you're waiting around, you know, hopefully not too long. It depends right. on the situation. And then somebody walks over and goes, oh, hey, are you Michael? And I go, oh, you must be so-and-so. And they're like, yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's go. And then you're like friends now. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. It's the coolest thing in the world. Everything is awesome. <laughs> That's exactly and Everything is like. great when you're part of a team. And the thing is, like, the profiles are, are the important part, not in that you have to have certain things that are on there that'll make it easier or better or worse or things like that. You just put whatever you want to represent yourself. Right. And hopefully it's going to be You sort of sell yourself stuff. as a nice. Well, you don't have to sell yourself. You can You can put out whatever you want on there, and then it should represent who you are. But it doesn't necessarily – there's profiles up there and there's these groups online of like, oh, these are really weird, crazy profiles. Yeah. 
But so there's like somebody in Germany. I don't know if they're still there. You can see the profile if you search for it. Um, and they're like, oh, uh, my apartment is a clothing optional place and I do nude photography. And a lot of people would see that and go, oh, no, I don't, I don't want right. to stay there. Right, right. But there's also a lot of people who see that and go, oh, yeah, I might like to experience that for a few <laughs> right, days. Right. That would be fun. And so he's got a, there's like a whole picture of like his professional, like very classy nude photo- photographs that he's right. done with couch surfers because they've chosen to do that. Right. Oh, but that's it's, cool. But it's all like open and there's no consensual and there's nothing weird. Absolutely. And it's just, you take what you want and you leave the rest. Kind right. Of thing. And so I guess it's important when you're going and, and staying with people that you do have that in mind. You obviously have to be cautious sure. for your own safety, right? Sure. Because, because people could put false things up there. They could represent themselves in, in negative ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's important to read what feedback people have on their page from other people who've either traveled or stayed with them. Essentially, there's Yelp reviews for people? Yeah. All right. I mean, it doesn't... (laughs) This guy was nice enough. Positive, neutral, or negative, right? It doesn't try to overcomplicate it. Oh, good. Um, It'll pair up the two reviews so you can see both what the person receiving the review said about the other person as well as that. So you can kind of balance. If you see a negative review, you can go, okay, this seems like a... They may uh, not have gotten along. That's all. Exactly. Maybe their expectations were out of line for, uh, you know, what this person was able to offer or vice versa, you know, whatever. Wow. And then you make your own educated decision. And how long about has it. couch surfing been around? It's been around since probably 2002. It'll, it'll, yeah. It's over 10 over years. Over 10 years, couchsurfing.com. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Couchsurfing.org. .org. .org. Oh, cause it's nonprofit. It's nonprofit. Okay. And they have, they have teams of volunteers. There are like these couchsurfing, um, like houses or uh, diff- in different cities where the volunteers who work actively on the site yeah. and things will will live there for free as part of their working on the okay. on the site and the community. That's awesome. Yeah, so different cities will have ambassadors as well, so people can get different designations depending on how active they are or what sort of things they're willing to do within the community. Okay. And people can list themselves as to what they're open to be searched for as well. It could be, oh, I'm open to like grab a coffee or a drink or tour you around or I'm open to be able to host maybe one person or two people or and then you could put sort of a you can stay for three days you can stay for when you do all that as kind of your horse trading back and forth and okay when somebody emails you and going okay well I would be I would be willing to offer you three nights at yes. my stay or oh I'm not I don't I'm on a business trip I only get back this night so I could offer you these nights and it's it's there's no requirement to host anybody okay there's no requirement where you to stay can, you, you can okay that's great. So it's all just the people choosing to do it. Okay. Which is the that cool part. That is the coolest part. Yeah. That's really cool. So the other, the other cool thing that it's really useful for, like when I went on that trip to Burma, yeah. um, I was messaging people on couch surfing before arrival to find out if my travel plan would even work because there wasn't that much information at that time available about traveling in Burma. All okay. the books are like two years old. Okay. It was, you and know, it was very close flux. off. Yeah. yeah. You never know what would happen. And I would say, oh, okay, I want to fly into Bangkok and I'll take a bus in. And people are like, no, that, that won't, you cannot take a bus and you have to fly in. You have to get a flight in for Manga. I would have had no idea otherwise. I, yeah, I, that, that's amazing. I just want to, yeah, I just want to use it as a hobby to just see what people are talking about on couchsurfing.org. Well, you, yeah, you can absolutely do that. And there's like meetup groups of people who will do it through couchsurfing. They'll have like a couchsurfing meetup in say Los Angeles. I'm sure there's one every week almost. I'm sure. Where it's both travelers as well as people who live there and you know, they could be a picnic. It could be a specific event or something they want to do. Right. Um, but all the things that are up there, there's no monetary involvement, you know. Yeah. If it's just a social. If it's like, oh, we're all going to go to dinner. It's going to cost about this much for everybody, then they'll just state that and whoever wants to join can do that. Right. Um, it's great. It's super fun. That sounds... So I took this other trip where most of these countries are from. Yeah. Uh, before I started working out here in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. I took a trip from Lisbon back to Hong Kong, predominantly on trains. Okay. So I spent about four months doing it, maybe a hundred days of travel. Whoa. Yeah. And, um, I ended up having to pay for hotels about five nights out of that hundred days. Out of a hundred days. Yeah. Cause I would do, I was doing overnight trains some nights. Mm-hmm. I was staying with friends who I met out in Hong Kong who were, their home was in Europe. Right. Um, and I was couch surfing predominantly. Okay. So I was staying pe- with people. Out so you would in- start, you started in Lisbon and took a train essentially to Hong to China. Yeah. 
So you take it all, all, you know, the Euro rail, right? Right. That can connect all the way through to Moscow. Okay. You can pick up the Trans-Siberian Railway in Moscow, which will take you all the way to Beijing. Okay. And then you can pick up the trains in China, which you can zigzag or make your way directly all the way down to Hong Kong. Wow. If you did it straight through, it might be three weeks. Okay. But I wanted to see everything. Right. So I was just zigzagging around, and then I'd look at the map for the Eurail and go, okay, so in five days I want to be in this city. And then I'd get up on Couchsurf and go, okay, so who who is in that city? Who wants to host and who looks interesting? Yeah. And I'd go through and search the profiles and send off my messages saying, here's my trip, and this is what I'm doing. I think I'm going to be here these days. Is there any way that you might be willing to host me? Yeah. And then, you know, you get the emails, some don't reply, some say, yeah, great. And other ones go, uh, no, I'm out of town, whatever. Right, right. And then you go to the ones that say, yeah, great, well, we're happy to host you. And you move on. Yeah, and then you go to that city and you just keep rolling it. That's hilarious. Yeah. What was your favorite country since we're not going to make it? (laughs) Yeah, well, there's no way we're going to make it through. I mean, the thing is, is if I just start reading it, it's, it's India, New Zealand, Australia, Fiji, Taiwan, South Korea, North Korea. Yeah. How, how? North? There's a small part of North Korea that you can go to when you go to the border. Right. Do you ever they, just step over the thing and go, I'm in North Korea and then they step back? They have this back? negotiating room, more or less. They have this right. negotiating room which saddles the demilitarized zone line. Okay. And there is literally on the outside connecting the buildings, they have the block of line and concrete that's six inches tall that demarks. This okay. is north and this is south. And so in the tour, they bring you into this one room and they have two guards in there. One who stands on the middle of the line. And one who stands blocking the door to North Korea. And if you try to get behind that one, he will take you down. Right. Because you're defecting effectively. Right. So they're both at the ready the full time, you know, doing that thousand yard stare. Right. They're the tallest, largest guys in the South Korean army. Okay. Which actually is tall. I know some people are probably making jokes out there already. Right. Already yelling things. Yeah. Taekwondo, what is it? Taekwondo masters. Right, right. right. These guys. Um, and so you can go in the North Korean side of that room. You can take pictures of North Korea from the North Korean room and you can take photos with the guards and everything. Okay. Um, they won't change their position. No, no. Yeah. It's like, it's like the Buckingham on, Palace guys. Yeah. If Buckingham for, Dallas Palace saddled a 50 year war zone. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they're possibly better armed. Yes. Yeah, is more. what you're saying. They're and then ready. Laos and Mongolia and Russia, Portugal, Spain, Morocco, France, Switzerland, Italy, the Vatican City. Doesn't Vatican really City. Count. Yeah, it's like it's Macau. A, it's a, it's a big circle. And yeah. you're like, is the Pope out? No, I gotta go. Yeah. Is there a groundhog? No, I gotta go. There's some pictures, so, there's some statues. Yeah. Right, there's some pictures, there's some statues. You can buy, um, some rosary beads if you know a Catholic and hand them to her. Yeah. Uh, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Hungary. A lot of these are on trains. Alright. Uh, Germany, Denmark, yeah. Holland, yeah. England. Norway. It's Sweden. all that, it's all that trip. So you get, you, it was city to city, place to place, hitting all these, all these places between going from Lisbon all the way back to Hong Kong. Oh, you went to Turkey. Yeah, went through Turkey. Did you visit my ancestral home? Uh, no, I hear it's sad. It would have been sad, but they buried some pots. Oh. Uh, so the next time you go, dig up some pots and say, ha ha, got it and run. I was mostly in Istanbul. I was in the Asia and not the constant? European side. Okay. No, I'm not sorry. anymore. I think that's a sad story that's, too. That is a, well, of course, most things to do with Turkey are not a happy tale. Yeah. Those guys are, they're grumpy. Uh, so <laughs> Bulgaria, Romania. Did Romania, you meet, did you meet the Draculas? I went to, I went to, uh, Transylvania, which okay. is actually, it's a real place. Yeah. It's up in the mountains in Romania. Okay. Um, and they have these, they have the old houses that you can visit of like Vlad the Impaler and okay. all these guys. Okay. Mr. Now, and Mrs. Dracula. Yeah. They have like the old Dracula houses of, if there was a real Dracula, this is probably the that guy was the they guy. were referring to. Yeah. That guy sounds like he might not have been all there. They were really crazy houses. Moldo. Oh yeah. Yeah. The architecture? Uh, the architecture and just the decor inside and like the use of mirrors because they, no reflection, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Moldova is right. an interesting one, as is uh, Transnistria. Wait, I thought you yeah. made that up. No, no, no. That's no, a real country. That's something. Republic well, of Transnistria. Tech- yeah, yeah. So this is a semi-real country. This is a breakaway Soviet state that is technically and geographically part of Moldova. Okay. Um, but they're not recognized by the United Nations. Okay. They have their own separate money. They have their own separate um, customs, kind of. They have their own little army there. Okay. Um, but they are still a Soviet state hold. 
Yeah, yeah. So the interesting part going there, I was on this bus with a guy, and I'm mostly traveling by myself. Kinda, right. You know, I'm listening to my iPod or reading a book or whatever. I could be from any country in the world. I'm culturally androgynous. Right. So there's a big group of Americans on the bus, and uh, we get pulled out, and we do our, like, customs border thing and get back in, and we drive along, and this guy's telling the story about what happened to him in the booth. Yeah. And so he goes, oh, the guy, okay, he pulled me away from the group and he pulled me into the room and he goes, okay, uh, empty your wallet on the table, everything out of the wallet. And he pulls his wallet out and he, and he opens it up and there's nothing in it and he empties it out on the table. And the guard there, who's planning on stealing all his money, goes, well, you know, where's all your money? The guy just smiles at him and he goes, I'm sorry, you can't have any of my money because the guy at the last border already stole it all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his like giving his come up and back on the next border guard. Right. Who was trying to do that, the same exact thing. Right. It's uh you got to pick it pick. Which was a prelude to my night train leaving the country where I had five guys from the police and immigration come into my room where it was only me in the train car, yep. 2 a.m. Right. Going uh, okay, we are here to stamp you, give us your passport. And they look at it and then they close the door and just leave the one guy. He goes, uh, no, you have to go back to Chisinau. You can't go to Ukraine. So why not? He goes, well, you don't have the stamp. You got to go back. I'm like two in the morning. I was asleep for three hours. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to Kiev. We're going straight to Kiev. And he's like, yeah. no, 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 no. And then he, then he kind of looks both ways. He's like, uh, well, maybe I can help you out. <laughs> uh, do you have any money? Yeah. And I was like, uh, not really. He goes, okay, do you have any euros? And I was just like, I don't have any euros. Right. He's like, do you have any, do you have any U.S. dollars? I don't have any U.S. dollars. He goes, so what do you have? And I was like, I have Moldovan lei. <laughs> like the worst currency, exactly what he did not want. Right. And I said, I, I only had one bill, which was equivalent of maybe five U.S. dollars. Okay. I, and I half handed it to him. And I said, and like my saddest face possible, I said, but I, I don't have anything to get any food. How will I, how will I eat? So he gave me half back in change. Wow. That was my, that was my border story leaving the beautiful state of Moldova. <laughs> Michael Dorsher, ladies and gentlemen, this has been alive. The Dork Forest from Hong Kong from the Premium Sofa Club. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care of each other out there. Okay, bye. All right. That was great. Thanks so much for listening to the show, you guys. Uh, the bonus content, which is Andy and I discussing the show, uh, is available on the apps, the Libsyn sold apps. For some reason, Libsyn is also just posting it for free, so you don't have to buy the app. You can just go to tdf.libsyn.com if you're just downloading it to your iTunes and putting it on some other app to listen to all of the different podcasts that you listen to. So if you want to listen to the bonus content, just go to tdf.libsyn.com, or you can buy the app if you want. And uh, you can also just go to iTunes, by the way, and review the show. iTunes supposedly cares about that, so if you're enjoying the show, and I read them. And that's great. And if you ever want to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com. The credits, of course. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song. He's going to sing the Mexican hat dance right here in a moment. And Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com, where, by the way, there is a donation button, JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. Feel free to donate. I'd love everyone to give me a 100 bucks a year. That is $8.33 a month. I have not figured out a way to make that easy for you. You would have to remember that, or you can just throw me some money. If you don't have any money, uh, that's fine as well. But feel free to talk up the show. And if you would like merch, if you'd like a, a Dork Forest t-shirt or a CD of my stand-up comedy or would like to know where I'm doing stand-up, go to JackieCation.com and hook yourself up. There's also an Amazon banner if you want to, or if you ever order from Amazon, and we all do. Go through JackieCation.com and the Amazon banner. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. See you next week. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?